In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies, it is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, a veteran investigative reporter urges us to wake up from the programmed reality we're being spoon-fed by the mainstream media. We can either acquiesce in that and say, okay, well, that's reality. This is uh, what I see. This is what I hear. Or we can say no. This reality was invented in order to entrap us, and I can invent a better reality myself. Today, December 4th, is the last day of the Black Friday sale at my Strange Planet shop. Use the code HOLIDAY20, H-O-L-I-D-A-Y, 20, and receive 20% off all orders. Check out the unique designs from illustrator artist Rick Forgus of Atomic Studios in Arizona. He's created these amazing designs exclusively for Strange Planet. There are t-shirts, sweatshirts, leggings, hoodies, socks, phone cases, mugs, tote bags, and much more. Something for everyone. And what better Christmas present for fans of The Conspiracy Show and Conspiracy Unlimited. Today's the last day to receive 20% off all orders. Use the code HOLIDAY20. You can find my Strange Planet shop at strangeplanet.ca. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. 
revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. I've dipped into my audio vault for this episode and found an interview I did with the great investigative reporter John Rappaport, founder of No More Fake News. This one goes back about 18 months. Before that, I want to remind you that I'll be hosting Coast to Coast AM this coming Saturday and Sunday, December 7th and 8th. Go to coasttocoastam.com, then click on Media in the menu bar up at the top, then click on Local Stations, and there you'll find a list of radio stations find one near you that carries the program. The December issue of Inner Sanctum will be published in just a couple days, so don't miss out on my free monthly newsletter. Go to strangeplanet.ca to register. Once you've registered, you'll also go into the monthly draw to receive free Strange Planet merch. The term fake news. I don't have to tell you this. It's being tossed around these days, uh, both the uh, by the right, the left, the mainstream media. They're hurling it at the alternative media. The alternative media is hurling it back at the, the mainstream media. One of the reasons the mainstream media, not one of the reasons, the main reason the mainstream media is targeting the alternative media, particularly YouTubers, people like Paul Joseph Watson, and others in the alternative uh, media, people like Alex Jones, is because... They are eating the mainstream media's lunch. They are stealing their audience. People like Jones and and Paul Joseph Watson and others, look at their numbers. Bigger than CNN. Bigger than MSNBC. So this has the MSM very nervous, and um, so they're going after the alternative media, their competition, and just branding them with the fake news uh, epithet. However, um, long before the term fake news became sort of part of the popular culture, John Rappaport started an alternative news website called nomorefakenews.com, and it was dedicated to exposing the collaborating, colluding mainstream media, the propaganda, the partisanship of uh, what is supposed to be an objective fourth estate. And it's, it's none of those things. And so he's been calling them out for at least a decade and a half on nomorefakenews.com, and um, you can read his weekly uh, dispatches there. Uh, but before nomorefakenews.com, John Rappaport uh, was toiling as a, a freelance investigative reporter. He is the author of three explosive collections available on CD-ROM. We'll tell you how you can get those. The Matrix Revealed, Exit from the Matrix, and Power Outside of the Matrix. He's written articles on politics, health, media, culture for the L.A. Weekly, Spin Magazine, Stern, Village Voice, Nexus, CBS Health Watch, and other newspapers and uh, magazines in the U.S. and Europe. In 1982, the L.A. Weekly submitted his name for a Pulitzer Prize for his interview with the president of El Salvador University, where the military had taken over the campus. He's hosted, produced, written radio programs and segments in L.A., Las Vegas. He's appeared as a guest on over 200 radio and television programs, including ABC's Nightline, Hard Copy. Since 2000, John has operated largely away 
from the mainstream because, as he puts it, my research was not friendly to the conventional media. Great pleasure, as always, to have John Rappaport back on the program. John, how are you? Very good, Richard. How are you? Terrific. Thank you. Your website, uh, nomorefakenews.com, I, I, I think I said it about a decade and a half, but it's what, 2000 you started that? Something like that? Uh, 2001. 2001. So, I mean, you look like a soothsayer. That's, that's a domain, that's a name that's uh, worth a lot of money, I would say. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people would love to have uh, nomorefakenews.com. Um, but did you ever think you'd live to see the day when the mainstream media is being called out, finally, for their collaboration, partisanship, propaganda, the way you've been doing it for 15 years, but now there's this loud chorus. It's almost like a piling on. Well, no, I didn't, <laughs> in a word. I didn't think about it. It just didn't seem to be on the horizon when I started No More Fake News. But then I would say maybe five years ago it began to occur to me that the seesaw was tipping in the other direction because there was so much more independent media on the Internet and these people were exposing mainstream news outlets, stories that were patently false in all manner of uh, arenas and it began to occur to me you know something's happening here this is not just a few individuals this is not just uh, controlled opposition this is uh, you know these are independent voices independent writers and more and more people are turning away from uh, mainstream news to find out what's really going on I would also say that the movement that uh, gathered around Ron Paul played a role there. That's a good I mean, point. Many yeah. factors, but that certainly, uh, you know, brought a lot of people to start thinking about deep issues like the Federal Reserve System in the United States and foreign wars being fought. For what reason again? Remind us. What was the evidence? People were waking up in huge numbers, and of course they were being roundly uh, attacked and criticized and so forth, but it's happening. Well, and, and here's the other thing, and again, you know, love him or hate him, uh, President Trump now is reading from the same choir sheet because... He's part of that chorus. He's not shy about uh, calling out the mainstream media and calling them fake news. He's not shy about pointing a finger at uh, other administrations and saying, you're the war party. Uh, you've let us down this. I mean, he, it's, he is, his, there's a recklessness uh, that it can either be admired or perhaps uh, shunned. But uh, he's gone a long way in 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 kicking that door open as well. I mean, it was it was it was it was it's a rotten door, but he sort of has has uh, really played a big role in putting the boots to that door, wouldn't you say? No question about it. Absolutely. And I've written about this extensively uh, with the same caveat that you just uh, mentioned. You can hate him, you can love him, you can be on his side, you can be against him doesn't matter on this issue he stepped into the arena and immediately began 
attacking major media and shooting from the hip in, in a sense spontaneously, uh, which was something I've never seen in my lifetime for a major presidential candidate and then a president. That's never come close to happening. I mean, this guy just, you know, would turn around and some reporter from CNN would say something and he would look at him and say, you're an idiot. (laughs) Yes. And these people wouldn't know how to respond because it had never happened to them before. You know, it's like somebody who's got such a a deep sense of uh, self-entitlement that they presume that nobody is seriously going to challenge them on the basis of lying and then all of a sudden here comes this guy Trump and he does it every single day and I thought to myself well I wonder once he's elected now is he going to back off but he hasn't if anything the attacks have grown stronger and he reflected the feeling of millions and millions and millions of people on various different issues not only the issues that he brings up, who have, you know, watched the news every night and said to themselves, what is going on here? I'm not getting the straight story. I'm not getting anything from these people. Or read the great newspapers of the world and say, this is just a bunch of baloney. I'm not getting beneath the issues to find out what's really going on. And uh, so here comes Trump, and he awakens all these people. And, you know, you can't put it back in the box once it's out. What kind of response uh, have you been getting at nomorefakenews.com since, uh, let's, let's just say since the, uh, the last election cycle, when a lot of these, you know, terms that you talk about on your, in your blog, that you write about, that we talk about on this show and other shows like it, terms like deep state, terms like shadow government, I heard, um, a, a broadcaster on a major U.S. cable news network used those two terms in the same sentence. <laughs> I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. Deep state and shadow government. But these are now, these terms are filtering into the mainstream consciousness now, finally. But what kind of response are you getting now at nomorefakenews.com, say the last 18 months? Accelerated. Much accelerated. I mean, it was already expanding, but now, the people who go to the website and sign up for the email list, for example, that is just uh, blowing up. And uh, some of it is coming from interviews like this one. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, I think a lot of it is coming just because of the fact that I've been exposing fake news for a long time and people are waking up and catching on. And so... It's been uh, a kind of a renaissance for me, personally. And I know for other people, too, who have been doing the same thing. People are waking up. John Rappaport, of course, nomorefakenews.com, and uh, the author of three explosive collections available on uh, CD-ROM. These are just, they're dense, just uh, like a neutron star. You know, one teaspoon weighs more than, I don't know, (laughs) Uh, that's enough of the analogy. But tell us about The Matrix Revealed, Exit from the Matrix, Power Outside the Matrix, John. Uh, The content and how do people get a hold of them? Well, getting a hold of them is just by going to nomorefakenews.com. 
Yes, they are uh, large, large collections. And it, it uh, you know, segs in from what we were talking about before the break. If, in fact, we have been looking at reality that has been presented to us, false reality, for a long, long time on this planet, presented to us by various elites and secret societies and people behind the curtain and so on, shadow governments, then we can do one of two things. We can either acquiesce in that and say, okay, well, that's reality. This is uh, what I see. This is what I hear. Or we can say, no, this reality was invented in order to entrap us, and I can invent a better reality myself. I have the potential within me to do that. And in a nutshell, that's where, that's the nexus point of all these three collections. What is the potential of the individual human being and how has that been buried and forgotten and suppressed and written over by history and so on and so forth. The individual, the power of the individual to get beyond this matrix of false invented reality on every level, not just political reality, not just economic reality, but spiritual reality as well. So when I started No More Fake News, that was my twin goal, along with exposing scandals and frauds and so forth. And I've been at that for a very long time. So no more fake news. You'll get complete descriptions of what these uh, collections are, and you can order them if you uh, are interested. You, you talk about this, the matrix and, and creating or, or manufacturing reality. And this is a perfect example of what you you, you um, sort of unpack in your Matrix series. Here we have a colluding, collaborating main, corporate mainstream media. They come up with this notion that the Trump campaign, the Trump administration, uh, Trump is the Siberian candidate, and uh, absolutely no evidence, even, uh, and yet the narrative persists. Uh, and then we have this CIA, CIA documents uh, dump courtesy of uh, our friends at WikiLeaks, where, and perhaps the most damning piece of, of information that just came out in uh, Vault Number 7, they're calling it, the CIA's use of other nations' hacking tools in order to give the impression that when the CIA hacks into secret areas, it looks like other nations did the hacking. And you wrote about this recently on no, on your on your blog on nomorefakenews.com. So, uh, how does the CIA do this? First of all, and secondly, what does this mean with respect to claims that the Russians hacked the election? I ask somewhat rhetorically. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Well, what it means is is that the CIA has stolen, appropriated, gotten their hands on methods, tools, equipment, etc., etc., that are used by other nations, governments, to do hacking. And the reason for getting a hold of this is because the CIA, like any big intelligence agency, lives through deception. So when they hack, they want to make it appear as if it's not me, 
it's those guys over there. You can see the fingerprints that are left here by the the hacking belong to other nation governments, for example, Russia. So it would be child's play for the CIA to do the hacking themselves or, quote, investigate the hacking and come up with this uh, statement, yes, we found the fingerprints of the Russians all over this and so forth. Well, you, the CIA, have the equipment and the means and the methods to make it look that way. These agencies are in the business of deception. That's what they do. That's what they do every day. And part of that deception is making it appear that they didn't do anything but somebody else did when they want that to be the story of the day, when they want to leak that to the media, when they want to leak it to the Washington Post. And uh, another relevant story, which I hope many people are aware of by now, is that the owner of the Washington Post, Jeff Bezos, who is the owner of Amazon, has a $600 million contract with the CIA through Amazon, cloud computing services that Amazon is providing to the CIA with more contract money undoubtedly in the offing. That's right, right. And, and so you, there you have, you know, they're joined at the hip. Anything the CIA wants published in the Washington Post is a picnic on a Sunday in the park. And, and yet, John, I don't recall ever seeing uh, the Washington Post preface any of their coverage on the CIA with that caveat that the Washington Post's owner has a $600 million contract to build uh, a cloud uh, for data management for the CIA. I, I've never read that in that newspaper. <laughs> That's right, and you never will. And even more damning in a way is we haven't seen any other significant major media coverage of that story either. So it isn't just the Washington Post that doesn't print the disclaimer. The New York Times, CNN, CBS, what have you, the LA Times, they're not covering this incredible conflict of interest at the Washington Post either because they don't do that. <laughs> because in their business, they don't go on the attack against their uh, allies in the major media. And so that, as much as anything, shows the amount of collusion that exists uh, between and among these major news outlets. They just let that story hopefully die and go away, and it's not going to go away. Uh, staying with the, the Russian theme, because the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. Yes. The, uh, the Washington Post also ran with a number of stories in, uh, that, that were totally uh, false. One of them had to do with the Russians hacking a um, one of the power grids in New England. Uh, they said that it had Vladimir Putin's finger, fingerprints all over it. That was fairly quickly dismissed, but there was no retraction uh, that I can recall, and I've looked for it. I may be mistaken, but I don't see, I don't think there was a retraction from the Washington Post on, on that one, and there are some other instances I'm trying to remember. You, you, you may have some as well. Um, that is fake news. And, and then, then you can get, you can get something wrong. People get things wrong. Journalists get things wrong. But you're supposed to retract. You're supposed to 
uh, you know, uh, fall on bended knee and say, sorry, we screwed up. This is, these are the facts. We misrepresented the facts or we got it wrong. Yes, and you haven't seen that and you haven't seen it really debunked as it should have been by other major outlets either. The Russian story just keeps on going. It, it kept on going with Michael Flynn. Oh, he talked to a Russian as if, uh, you know, nobody else has ever done that. No senators, no congressmen, no people inside the government, no political candidates. I mean, this happens all the time. Well, you mentioned Flynn. It doesn't Flynn. signify collusion or, or some sort of uh, agenda that's being carried out between Trump and the Russians. It, it signifies nothing of the sort. What it's it signifies a distraction in an attempt to again uh, not lose the election that they already lost. Well, here's something interesting. The and this gets around to uh, Trump's 3 a.m. tweet about uh, the Trump Tower being wiretapped by the Obama administration, and you know. I think that was pretty reckless to say that without, you know, maybe he meant, maybe that was short form for the Obama Department, uh, Justice Department. Uh, however, here's the, the smoking gun perhaps, and that is, where was Michael Flynn when he was communicating, and he should have been, this was his, when you're in transition, it's, it's, it's commonplace for, um, an incoming administration, in the transition period to reach out to their counterparts. There was certainly nothing illegal or untoward about that. I think he panicked, and I think Trump panicked. But where was Flynn when he was having this conversation with his counterpart? In the Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. So there must have been a tap. Absolutely. You don't, uh, you don't get that information any other way. And then there was also a transcript. Yes. So there was some kind of a tap going on or wiretapping, surveillance, that, this sort of thing. That story has not been uh, really covered at all as well. So what we're looking at here is just an absolute barrage of fake news on top of fake news that really accelerated right after the election when Trump won. It was like, okay, we, we the major media, can't deal with the fact that we got it completely wrong, our prediction. And on top of that, we supported Hillary Clinton from the beginning and did everything we could to defame Trump, and we still lost. And we're sitting here with egg all over our faces. That's not going to work for us. We have to deflect attention onto something else. We have to find a scapegoat. We have to blame somebody other than ourselves. And... There is sweat, panic, desperation in all of this on the part of major media to try to shift the focus of the story, explain the whole thing away. Well, the reason we got the election so wrong was because we didn't know that Vladimir Putin, while he was sitting there sipping his vodka, was actually somehow corrupting the election and handing it to Donald Trump, which... You know, it was a fairy tale invented on the spur of the moment uh, one night when people were in a panic and then, okay, now we need to get some leaks from the CIA and we need to build this story and we need to take it as far as we can. And that's what they've been doing.
I, I have no doubt that the Russians, you know, try to influence elections. This is what nations do. The, uh, uh, the, the United States, during uh, Barack Obama's administration, intervened in the Israeli election. They hired consulting firms. They poured millions of dollars into un, to unseat Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. I mean, that's that was blatant, and yet that wasn't recorded. That wasn't reported, rather. So these things go on, but uh, as you say, where is where is the evidence? Uh, there is none, uh, and yet the narrative uh, continues. It's the story that that won't die. I'm, I'm wondering though if there is something else behind this, and that is we we, we, t- we were talking about the deep state. Uh, part of that is the war party, which is it has no allegiance to either party. It's its raison d'etre is perpetual war, clashes of, a clash of civilization. The same party that was trying to prevent Eisenhower from meeting with Khrushchev, uh, perhaps that was what Oswald was doing in Russia. He gave the uh, the code so that they could shoot down the U-2. Down goes France, Gary Francis Powers. Huge embarrassment. The uh, The meeting between Eisenhower and Khrushchev is called off. I think there's a remnant of that still at work here that does not want Trump to meet with Putin. They didn't want Nixon to meet with Brezhnev. They didn't want Reagan to meet with Gorbachev, and it's happening all over again. What do you think? Yes, I would say there are two things there. One is exactly as you're saying, the war party. Because, and again, doesn't matter what you think of Trump, just remember what he was talking about as a clue to what he might have been planning and is planning to do. He said, these wars are insane. We don't need to fight these wars. We don't want to fight these wars. We just want to come home and make America strong. That's what the job should be. That's it. Other people who have their own problems are eventually going to have to solve those problems. Well. You know, that's like waving a silver cross in front of a vampire. (laughs) More of my conversation with John Rappaport when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. I want to tell you about something I discovered recently called Carbon 60. I call it the Miracle Molecule. Now, you might remember an interview I did recently with a researcher, Chris Burris, who's looking to help people who experience pain, inflammation, loss of sleep, or lost mental acuity with his new C60 company, C60Evo.com. He has a product which is a consumable form of carbon-60 called ESS60 that's been proven in peer-reviewed, published research to extend the lifespan of test rats by 90% while allowing them to live tumor-free. That's pretty amazing. Those rats were given the C60Evo.com formula. The formula is a powerful antioxidant, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C, and it's known to be a powerful anti-inflammatory. C60 is based on Nobel Prize winning chemistry. I highly recommend ESS60. The mighty Aphrodite and I take a tablespoon every morning and we're both pain-free and sleeping better than ever. Discover the benefits of Carbon 60. I call it the miracle molecule, ESS60, from C60Evo.com. Now, make sure to use the coupon code RS1SPEC. That's RS1SPEC. 
SPEC for a special Christmas discount. Buy today at c60evo.com. That's c60evo.com. And don't forget the code RS1SPEC. This product has not been assessed by the FDA and is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure. If you have a medical concern, please consult your healthcare provider. If there's one thing money can't buy, it's sanity. <laughs> Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. John Rappaport from No More Fake News is here. And uh, you can order his three CD-ROM collections there, The Matrix Revealed, Exit from the Matrix, and Power Outside the Matrix. And uh, if you're interested in playing catch-up in this uh, crazy topsy-turvy world and what's quickly becoming uh, mainstream, and you, you want to learn what people like John have been on about for the last three decades or more, it's all there. These collections, you've got hundreds and hundreds of documents. Some of these came to you from a whistleblower, did they not? Yes, well, these interviews actually with not exactly a whistleblower because he remained in the shadows, but he was a propaganda operative, retired, who participated in some of the biggest frauds and hoaxes of the 20th century, I would say, second half. And I extensively interviewed him many, many, many times, and it was really enlightening, to say the least. You know, before the break, we started to get into things that Trump was talking about that put the deep state into a panic. And the other thing he was talking about, of course, was globalism. Yes. And in the Matrix series, I take up that issue at a much deeper level than the news takes up that issue. In other words, we're talking about control of the planet on every level. But Trump was saying something very simple, and just his saying it started to bring many people on board. Whether or not he was going to do anything about it, there was no modern president who was campaigning on the basis of, we have to stop globalism. I mean, that's unheard of, absolutely. Yes. Trump doesn't know the meaning of the term, that which shall remain nameless. He names things. Right. He calls things what they are that we've been thinking about. Globalism, we talk about that on the air all the time. You write about it all the time, Alex Jones and so forth. For years and years and years, never before has a public official called them out by name. Exactly. And he went right for the throat, in a sense. He started talking about the free trade treaties and how they are destroying and have been destroying the economy of the country because they throw untold numbers of people out of good jobs when these corporations suddenly close down their factories in America. Bernie Sanders himself said 60,000 factories have closed down in America in the last 15 years. 60,000 factories. So where do these jobs go? They go overseas. The factories reopen, slave labor wages, no environmental rules or conditions. They make the products for pennies. They ship them back to the United States and sell them and pay no tariffs. They pay no penalty, no tax, no anything for bringing these products back into the country. Well, you go back to the founders. They're talking about tariffs all the time. 
they're talking about the necessity of having protective tariffs to protect companies inside the United States. But they didn't even conceive of a time when you would have all these predatory corporations shutting down their plants in the home country and moving them thousands of miles away and never paying tariffs to bring the products back in and sell them here. So what Trump was saying is, well, we're going to stop all that. That's never going to happen again. We don't care about these stupid trade treaties. We're going to renegotiate everything. And if we want to trade with a nation, we'll sit down and we'll work something out. It's just called business. It's not that difficult to do if you want to defend America. And this just, you know, panic again huge amount of panic within the globalist elite, the Rockefeller globalists, that this guy might get elected president, and who knows, he might actually try to do this and turn the whole thing around. So that's another reason why he and what he's saying and the people who support what he's saying, regardless of whether they support him, have to be shut down some way or another. Trump has to be discredited. He has to be driven out of office. That's their entire program. And this is where the shadow government comes in because there is almost a permanent bureaucratic class in Washington. They're in the State Department. They're in the Department of Justice. And they really control the narrative. It reminds me of a quote that was attributed to Vladimir Lenin when he started to realize that he wasn't really in charge of the revolution. He said something to the effect that my hands are on the steering wheel, but I really don't have control of the car. That speaks to, I think, the situation Trump is finding himself in. He'd like to take the country this way, but in order to do that, he's got to drag this permanent bureaucracy with him. And they're trying to drag it in the exact opposite direction, or they're trying to keep it exactly where it is, more like it. Exactly. It's a very, very difficult thing. There are a numerous number of infiltrators at every level who have this globalist agenda. Infiltrators in government who have been sitting behind desks for, in some cases, decades. And they have their minions and they have their connections and so on and so forth. And so in order to change all of that, people have to understand driving America into the ground, and not just America, but I mean many countries, many countries, that show any technological progress or industrial power and so forth. That operation has been ongoing at least since the end of World War II and really before the end of World War II. Uh, John, a number of organizations, including Facebook, have taken it upon themselves to, uh, like the teacher leaves the classroom, they're going to take names. And uh, they're going to put the list together. They're going to decide who the fake news organizations are. Uh, I'm wondering, have you found yourself on any of those lists? Not yet. Not yet. Um, But I see what their strategy is, of course. What's really happened here is that major media have figured out, and the government has figured out, that social media is bigger than major news media. And so if they want help in censorship, They've got to go to Facebook, they've got to go to Twitter, they've got to go to YouTube, they've got to go to uh, Google, and that's what they're doing. They're saying, look, we need your help. 
we you have to start censoring you have to start carving away what we tell you is fake news and don't let it be posted don't let it be spread because otherwise there's no way we can stop it which is true you know i mean somebody can put up a youtube uh, video and that can get more looks than a major story in any uh, newspaper in the world on a given day so in order to make this censorship thing happen which is what major media in collusion with uh, government globalists and so forth where do they go they got to go to social media they've got to somehow try to put the clamps in and that's what we're seeing now I'm guessing if you ended up on one of those fake news lists, you'd sort of wear it as a badge of honor, as would I. Of course, yeah, sure. You know, they have nothing to say of any substance. All they want to say is, we know the truth, we the major media must vet the truth and decide what it is, digest it, and then we give it to you. That's where you get your news. That's the only way that news actually works. In fact, there was somebody at CNN a while ago talking about the uh, WikiLeaks uh, dump of Hillary Clinton or DNC, Democratic National Committee, emails. And he said straight away, it's illegal for the public to read these emails that have been leaked. I remember that. Only we, the press, can read them. And then we decide what's news and we give it to you, and that's the way you get the news. Well, you know, this guy, of course, was preposterous, but he just doesn't get it. People don't care. They don't care what CNN has to say. They're getting their news wherever they're getting it from. That's true. Uh, CNN, uh, they're becoming increasingly irrelevant, along with MSNBC. There was a, the, uh, the co-host on Morning Joe on MSNBC, who is the daughter of Zbigniew Brzezinski, uh, actually, and blatantly, I mean, they're not even shy about it, said, uh, was worried that Trump was controlling the narrative and uh, was influencing people on how to think. And she basically said, that's our job, to tell people how to think. Did you see that clip? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You know, we tell, we control how you think. That's that's our job. I mean, they're coming out and saying things before they can stop themselves, because, as I say, they're in a panic. So certain things leak out from their mouths that ordinarily they would never, never put on the air. These kinds of spontaneous comments, like, "Well, we're the ones who are supposed to control what you think." Don't you understand that? And then you stop and say, what did she just say? What was that? Oh, I see. She's saying that they're involved in a massive day-to-day mind control program over the public. That's what she's saying. And they're supposed to be running the program, and she's afraid that somebody else might be running the program or that the program itself is falling apart. Once you understand that, then now, you know, the mask comes off. Now you see the truth. John, one of the uh, areas that you have really been hammering away at, uh, and this speaks to your vast experience as an investigative medical reporter, uh, is on the the CDC. 
what's new in that uh, realm? What are you What are you covering? What are you interested in right now? Coming out of the Centers for Disease Control, I know you were all over the uh, you know the whistleblower uh, who came out about the uh, the uh, the vaccines and so forth. What's What's the latest? Well, I think the latest could be coming from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. If in fact Trump does give the green light for an intensive uh, investigation of vaccine safety, which Kennedy says is going to happen and that he's going to lead it. We'll see. But statements that Kennedy has been making and writing are quite incredible. He knows what's going on at the CDC. He's saying basically, look, they're operating as a for-profit company. They buy and sell huge amounts of vaccine every year three to four billion dollars worth and uh, in fact from another source I found the statistic that roughly 50 percent of the vaccines that children get in America come from the CDC which most people don't realize they don't understand the CDC is a government agency but it's also operating as a for-profit company so how can they the CDC talk about conflict of interest have a science division which does studies on vaccine safety you know <laughs> this is a this is preposterous because when would the CDC ever say under any conditions that a vaccine wasn't safe that's on their vaccine recommended schedule because they're buying that vaccine and they're selling it in huge quantities so you're never going to hear a statement out of them about safety that you could trust or believe in. Kennedy understands all this. He's called them out for it. He's called them out for an intrinsic conflict of interest that can't be resolved. So if this moves forward in some way, this investigation and a report, it could be quite explosive. And again, he, he met with, with, with uh, uh, Trump, uh, I think, just after the inauguration. That's right. And uh, is pushing for another uh, congressional hearing on the safety and efficacy of vaccines. One of the key things, I mean, and you were all over the uh, the CDC uh, whistleblower, Dr. Thompson, that whole story, Dr. William Thompson, and how uh, through, uh, was it Brian Smith, it came out that the, that Thompson admitted that he, uh, this report on uh, the safety of um certain vaccines, the data was fudged, the connection between this vaccine and autism, the data was fudged. Uh, I'm guessing that one of the things Robert Kennedy Jr. would like to see would be for Dr. William Thompson and others at the CDC to be subpoenaed. Do you think that's going to happen? Boy, I hope so. I don't know. But that's what is required. Get Thompson there under oath to testify. He said through his lawyer that he will. He's not going to talk to reporters, but he said that he would cooperate with the federal government. And to me, that means he would be willing to testify under oath. So it could go in that direction. The encouraging thing to me about Kennedy is that right now he has enough information to convince any person with a few active brain cells that the CDC is terminally corrupt. Regardless of who he gets up there under oath to testify or how many lies these people tell, he already understands enough of the story so that he can do great damage to 
a terminally corrupt government agency, which is what I hope is going to happen here. Do you think that uh, uh, Kennedy had Trump watch Vaxxed, the documentary? I don't know. My feeling is is that Trump probably saw it. Trump has uh, significant knowledge in this area, more than people realize. He isn't just shooting from the hip when he said during the campaign, yeah, something's going on with these vaccines, and parents see it, they know it, they, the kid is fine, gets a shot, and all of a sudden he's never the same again. It's terrible, and we have to do something about it. That's pretty much what he said during the campaign. But from sources of mine, it's clear to me that he has spoken with people who are very knowledgeable about the truth about vaccines because he's interested. He's been interested for a long time. So in that area, I would say that he knows enough of the story to know that he really should forward this investigation. Anything else uh, on the horizon? That we? Uh, what's your next uh, dispatch, your next blog on uh, nomorefakenews.com concern? Well, let's see. So many things here. I'm going to be uh, looking a little bit into academia, which I, I do from time to time. Colleges, brainwashing at colleges, in the curriculum, with the professors. Uh, I wrote a piece not long ago quoting a statistic. 25% of all college students last year were either diagnosed with a mental disorder or treated for a mental disorder. 25%. That's alarming. That is alarming. have become psychiatric clinics. Mm. We had Scott Greer on the program. Scott Greer was on with us recently. Um, no, No campus for white men. Uh, talking about what is going on in the college campuses and uh, how they have become indoctrination camps. It's it, it frightens me because they're churning out these uh, people that will assume positions of power and influence. They will become program directors, news editors, city councilors, uh, and uh, they they hate Western values and they hate they hate free speech. Absolutely, they have no tolerance for free speech whatsoever. It's a madhouse. It's developing more and more into a, a crazed madhouse. And behind it, um, psychiatry is playing a major part with its toxic drugs, diagnoses, and so forth. That is one of the key hidden factors in this whole insanity that's going on. You know what parents need to do? They need to seriously think about sending their kids off to schools like Berkeley uh, and many others. Uh, and, um, I mean, that's, it's really now more than ever so crucial to, to know what's going on in the classrooms. Uh, students who attempt to videotape some of these professors that are going off on some Marxist Leninist tirade, uh, and then they demand that the student be punished for videotaping. I mean, these are taxpayer funded. <laughs> colleges. Uh, we need to know what's going on in the classroom, but what they really need is, uh, the, the, I think the antidote to this indoctrination is uh, for people to go to nomorefakenews.com and um, purchase your Matrix series of CD-ROMs. John, thank you so much, as always. Thank you, Richard. It's been great. John Rappaport, nomorefakenews.com. Bookmark it. 
visit often. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back with a few words about an upcoming episode. If you want to support my work here at Strange Planet, please consider becoming an official donor. It's easy. Just go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. There are several donation tiers to choose from, from a dollar per month to $50 a month. For the month of December, new donors at the 10, 20, and $50 per month tier receive a free mug from my Strange Planet shop. Donors in the $20 tier also have their names appear on a crawl during the YouTube live stream of my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show. And donors in the $50 tier receive a special on-air thank you on my radio program. Whatever you give, your support helps keep my radio program and this podcast going. Help me pursue the truth wherever it leads. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Thank you and God bless. Coming up next time, neuroscientist Andrew Smart challenges fundamental assumptions underlying artificial intelligence. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>